The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss B2B software buying and how it affects marketers. Joining us is Chris Voci, who is the Vice President of Market Research at G2, which is the world's largest software marketplace, providing trusted reviews on a wide range of software products and services. Yesterday, Chris and I talked about the five factors shaping B2B software buying, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the tips for B2B software marketers. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Chris Voci, the Vice President of Market Research at G2. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about what's changing with the buyer decision-making process. Everybody wants AI. Everybody's legal team is scared of AI. Everybody wants to be able to self-research. They don't want to talk to sales. They don't want to give you their contact information. They want to drop in at the end of the funnel and say, give me my contract and let's move forward and figure out the implementation quickly. We all want it now and we all want it exactly how we want it. Nobody wants to have any hassle with any salespeople. So what the heck are the marketers supposed to do here when they need to be able to describe every element of their product, exactly how the customer wants it, and exactly what the implementation is going to look like, and exactly in the right time, and exactly at the right place? This sounds like a nightmare for marketers. What are we supposed to do? Help. Well, first of all, that was a fantastic summary of the research and the findings. As the buyer and the marketer, I am excited and terrified at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge theme, which shouldn't be a surprise to the audience around value. One of the more important insights from the report, just in terms of where some of the pressure is, the majority of respondents are looking to see an ROI. They need to know that there's going to be value for their investment within six months of an implementation. That puts a lot of pressure upfront. And this often falls on the shoulders of marketers too, that I need to be able to demonstrate value early and often. Six months, what a relief. It's the first (laughs) thing that I've actually been relieved by that you've said so far, because 
as I think about our product marketing and trying to help B2B brands create podcasts, we aim for three months. We assume that if we're not showing real value in three months, we're in trouble. And we just moved to a minimum six-month contract to make sure that we have enough time and runway. Mm -hmm. Six months, great. That's what I was thinking anyway. Go on. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So the headline is you have to be able to lead with a richer view of value. And here's what I mean by that. Sometimes we're used to talking about value, I think almost in a one-dimensional way. Like a simple ROI isn't going to cut it. And in my prior life, having come from working with the value engineering team, there are ways to think about how you break out value and how you communicate that to a customer. So if you think about two sides of the scale, cost savings versus growth at the low end, you know, am I able to save customer money and how? So cost savings, that's bucket one. Bucket two is risk mitigation. How am I helping save a customer from unexpected downtime or helping them mitigate risk? And then we move to the other side of the scale and talk about growth. Is there business growth? You know, am I helping healthcare organizations, nurses see more patients, loan officers process more loans? Am I improving customer experience? You know, things where you might see some tangible value. And then the fourth important bucket is strategic value. Am I improving the employee experience at a company or thinking about remote work? Am I allowing a company or am I enabling a company to tap into new regions, expand the talent pool? So it puts a lot of pressure to communicate value, but there's a better way to do it, a more precise way. So there's four buckets of value you mentioned, and I think that this is important for marketers to try to think about which one they fit in. Give me the four buckets one more time. Certainly. Four buckets of value, cost savings, risk mitigation. That's on, I'd say, the left-hand side of the scale, the savings side. And on the growth side, you have business growth and strategic growth. Okay. Cost savings, risk mitigation, business growth, and strategic growth. So if we can think about how to articulate the bucket of value we're going, we could basically try to say, all right, here's how we're going to help your organization. Now, once we understand how we're getting value, it seems like there's a lot of detail and nuance that we have to be able to display publicly that we wouldn't have done in the past. We need more content marketing because everybody wants to self-research. How do we take that value statement, here's what we're going to help your organization, and give the prospect enough information that they can make a purchase decision without talking to somebody in sales? So, of course, if you're talking about your enterprise customers, your big, big customers, you might have a more direct relationship. You're able to do some more discovery, customization, work with them, develop some empathy so that you can better create some realistic calculations. But, of course, you just can't scale and engage with everyone that way. That's where we bring in self-service back into the picture. It's like, can I create a model, a tool, so that a customer might be able to plug in some of their own numbers? get a quicker, more vivid picture of what the value of a solution might bring to their organization. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. 
Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right, so you need to figure out what your value statement is. Hopefully, if you're a large enough organization, you can do more discovery and truly understand the company's pain point. Give me some more tips. If we're not able to understand who the prospect is, they're not divulging contact information, we're not setting up the old demo calls and transferring them over to an AE and trying to cram a contract down their throat, what are the tips for actually getting B2B software buyers across the finish line? I think we sadly trounced the role of salespeople earlier on in the process, but it's important to start to meet your customers where they are. What are buyers' preferred channels to earn their trust? And that's where vendors need to build product awareness with helping gain the support within communities, experts, and oh, by the way, review platforms, something near and dear to my heart. Over 85% of buyers, and by the way, we didn't identify ourselves in the survey, but 85% of the respondents said that they do use reviews as part of the purchasing decision. All right. So if you're not going to be able to communicate with the prospects through your owned channels, you have to go out and put yourself out there. You have to be in the right forums, in the right channels, in the right events, Yes, you also have to be on the review platforms to make sure that your company sparkles where the customers are looking. Are there ways that you can obviously not manufacture reviews? That would be a no-no, but put your best foot forward in the various channels where customers are looking for information about your brand. Yeah, absolutely. So we do work with our customers in terms of helping them develop a review strategy. I mean, a couple of tips along the way, certainly it can be part of a customer success motion. I think that's where you see a lot of organic reviews so that you can get those customers to speak on your behalf as part of a review. So Chris, give me the cliff notes here. What are some of the ways where marketers cannot manufacture reviews, but solicit reviews in an appropriate fashion? There's a budding industry, a cottage industry, I think, of service providers who can help as well. Uh, I've started to see a lot more providers that are working with vendors, coaching them to help them generate reviews. But I think from the DIY perspective, of course, you have to put it out there, make it visible, make it known, gather reviews from customers. We've seen a lot of success, I should say, when it's part of a customer success motion. So as you're engaging with the customer, inserting that into the process and how you think about it. On the even more technical side, we do work with customers too on even doing like in-app integration so that they can gather reviews in the moment with customers as well. 
So outside of putting yourself in forums at events and getting your customers to create reviews, what are some of the big tips for getting your prospects across the finish lines? People that have self-selected, self-educated, figured out that your product is something in their consideration set. When you're down to the finals, it's just you and your other big competitor. What are some of the other ways that you can actually get in front of your customers and make sure that they pick your product over the competition? You know what was really important? If I were just to say one thing, bridge the software implementation gap, because that process of implementation is arguably as important as the product itself, so that they're going to be able to realize that value. And the reason I went there is 93% of respondents say that the quality of the implementation process has a significant influence on the decision to renew. Of course, winning customers is important, but also churn as well. So the quality of the implementation has a heavy, heavy influence on a decision to renew. My big takeaway here is that reputation management is becoming increasingly more important in the B2B software buying process. If you're not actively managing your reputation, your reputation is going to manage your business. You have to be out there. You have to be vocal in the right communities. You also have to build great customer experiences to be able to have your existing customers talk fondly in public places. And a big part of that is, as Chris said, the implementation. If you can't make your product easy to use, that's the first experience that customers are going to think of. How hard was it to implement this? And then once we got it up and going, which one of the four value buckets did we actually drive change in? If you can master the value statement and understand how you're going to contribute value, get your reputation so it sparkles in the places where it matters, and figure out how to easily get customers to value, you're going to win the market. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Chris Voci, Vice President of Market Research at G2. If you'd like to hear more from Chris, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Chris Voce, that's C-H-R-I-S-V-O-C-E. Or you could visit his website, which is G2.com. And on G2.com and on the episode page for this interview, we also have a link to G2's buyer behavior report. So if you're interested in seeing the buyer behavior report yourself, you can go into our show notes or go to G2.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.